Welcome back to Throne Hands. Sorry we didn't get a review of the latest pay-per-view, but it's me. It's Jarrett. Jarrett, what's up, man? Not much, man. Just hanging in there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so probably gonna be a short episode today, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this car coming up, Strickland versus uh Cannoneer. Um fun card, not the best card. Um we're not really gonna go in depth on the prelims, Jarrett, but what's what are some things you want to watch out for here? Uh, Said he's uh he's ranked now, so that's something. Uh, Dvorak, Cape, like we said before we started this, um, that's gonna be a good one. Um, battles on the prelims, you know, there's some there's some fights there that have me excited to tune in the whole time. Yeah, know? and one thing for me is Jake Matthews on the prelims. I think he's really really good. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but we're going to get into the first fight of the main card. Uh, Cody Brundage versus Michael Oleksajuk. Uh, mouthful. But um, another middleweight fight. Um, I think Brundage is really good. And Oleksajuk, he's he's almost he's almost good, I think. I don't, I don't really know what to think of this fight. I think Brundage takes it, honestly, though. Really? Yeah. Um. What gets me is uh, Brundage ended up taking this on uh short notice. So um, that I think if this wasn't on short notice, this would be a lot better of a fight. You know, if Cody had a full camp. But um, I I think this is one to look forward to. You know, Cody two and one in the UFC. Um, both wins were this year, and were both by finishes. Um, a TKO over uh Gore, and he has a submission. Um, over uh, Lungambola, who fought last week. Um, Brundage is tough. You know, this is a tough matchup for uh, Olin Jacek off of a uh, short notice. So I'm I'm gonna say Olin Jacek gets it done. I think just having a full camp, being uh prepared for uh Durayev, uh who's out with undis- it's undisclosed. Like they don't know if it's an injury or whatnot, but probably most likely an injury. Um. Olin Jacek has a loss to uh, Dustin Jacoby. Um, he has a nasty uppercut, you know, four KOs or TKOs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also been submitted twice, but um, I'm going to give the uh, KO to Olin Jacek in this one. Yeah, that's I, I can't I can't argue with you there, though. So, you know, but, bro, this should be the co-main. I don't care what anybody says. Drew Dober versus Bobby Green. We all know this is going to be a banger. Drew Dober has a granite chin. Um I don't know if you guys saw the video, but if you see him, uh, go back and watch his fight with uh, Alves, bro. There was a point where he got it was it, it was the cleanest shot you could possibly take and the hardest shot you could possibly take. Just just stayed up. I don't get it. But Bobby Green, he's coming off the USADA suspension, uh, tainted supplement, I'm sure. But dude, if if you're looking for bangers, this is your fight. Yeah, and that um, his one with McKinney, McKinney had him. On 
up against the cage on his butt within 30 to 45 seconds of the fight and Dober just wouldn't go away. I was calling him the crimson chin. Like it's just, (laughs) and like, look at his chin, like his chin. He looks like an anime character. It's ridiculous. Like he has such a huge hit box, but yet he just won't go down. So it's, (laughs) um, it's, it's going to be a good one though. I think, uh, I think Drew's going to get this done by a decision, but, um, this, this is going to be a good one. You know, Bobby, only a six-month suspension, but, um, you know, he has lost uh, – his last L was to uh, Fazeev and Islam. So, um, you know, two tough, tough He arguably losses. beat Fazeev yeah. too, man. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm going to give the edge to uh, Drew Dober by decision. Uh, I, I, this fight's too close for me, man. I don't really know who's going to win. I mean, the I, odds are even pretty much. Yeah. I, I – I, here's the thing with Drew Dober. You know, he has the chin – and you know he could take all these insane shots, but there's gonna come a point where he's gonna go out, out, like, mm-hmm. like cold. Like that's what happens with those guys who rely on their chin. One day they're good. The next time they're 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 going to sleep. Um, I don't think Bobby Green's that guy though. But I, I I'm gonna have Bobby Green win by decision. But I I don't know. It, it's a it's a good. I fight. can absolutely see that because if Bobby if Bobby throws more doesn't absorb as much because Bobby's hard to hit. You know, he's a really great striker. He's hard to really line one up with. And he has that, uh, the, what's it called? The shoulder, shoulder roll. Um, it's going to be a tough one though. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a great, this, that's going to be fight of the night. Probably. Um, Alex Caceres versus Julian Arosa. Um, Julian Arosa throwing hands alum. Check out that interview. Uh, gracious enough to come on the show, but um, Alex Caceres, man, he's been on a roll as of late. Um, he's just out of the rankings. Um, he recently lost to Sadiq Yusuf. Um, not a bad loss by any means. And then Julian Arosa, this dude's been on a tear as of late. He's he's been cut from the UFC twice, but when he came back during the pandemic, he's really showed off. He's won uh six out of seven, I think, since he's returned. So. Or five out of six, rather, but and that Hakeem Duwadu, that's a tough win. But Alex Caceres, he, he's tricky on the ground, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what um, I'd say. I think this one's going to go to a decision. I think if it goes to a decision, I'm going to have to give Julian the um, edge on this one. But um, I, I'm this is so close, in my opinion. This is going to be one of mine where I'm just going to pick a finish just to pick it, you know. And I, I think Caceres can submit it if it goes to the ground. But um, Arosa, man, I think he's going to outstrike him, I I think, by a lot, too. They do have a common opponent with uh, Sung Woo Choi. Uh, Choi was um, Arosa's last loss, and he was um, Caceres' last win. So um, I think this one's going to be a tough one, but I think it goes to the judges. and I think Arosa gets it done by decision. I'd like to see a Caceres submission, though. I think I think Arosa gets it done by knockout personally. All right. Um Amir Albazi versus Alessandra Costa. Um uh they're throwing Costa to the to the to the uh to the wolves here um yeah. for a a debut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This uh 
You know, this is one for Albazi. You gotta you gotta feel for him because a type of guy like that wants to keep moving up in the rankings. You know, was supposed to fight Perez. Perez was out undisclosed reasons, and then Royval stepped in. Um, he's out with a broken wrist. You know, that's the six and four, and now you're now fighting a guy who's coming in on his UFC debut. And Costa's Cust- good, like um, but it's he had a uh, he had a win over uh. Andre Sluna Martinelli at the contender series, but um, that was a split decision win. So, uh, you know, a UFC debut, but it's a tough one. I got Albazi by uh, submission. I got Albazi by submission too. I'm not going to add anything to that. that uh, throwing up the wolves here. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. This is a fun fight. Armin Sarukian versus De- Demir Ismagulov. Um, Ismagulov is really good. Sarukian's really good too. These are these are two up and comers when it comes to this uh lightweight division. Uh Ismagulov's last one is against uh Garam Kutatiladze. I thought he beat I thought Kutaladze won, but that's beside the point. He also beat Alves and uh Tiago Moises. Dude, this is such a good fight. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch on the ground too, I think. Um I mean, what's your thoughts on this one, man? Rukian's a good wrestler, you know. Um, these guys apparently have the same manager. Uh, they worked with each other a lot, so they're used to each other's styles. Um, Sarukian said he's going to be using the wrestling, um, and I think that's going to make the difference, you know. I think Sarukian is a freestyle wrestler coming in against Ismagulov. Ismagulov struggles with wrestling. You know, some other guys haven't been able to out-wrestle him. He has good takedown defense, but at the same time, he hasn't wrestled a wrestler like Sarukian. So, um, I'm going to give the edge to um, Sarukian by decision. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I think Sarukian's he's, he's a, he's great on the ground. Um, I think he beats him by submission, honestly. And I, I think Sarukian, he has future t- champ potential. Absolutely. Not, say, not saying he will be the champ, but he's, he has the, the potential to do it. Absolutely. Just shows the depth at lightweight. Like that. It's so crazy. How yeah, tough lightweight. that's, you make a good point there. I mean, both, both of them will be top five once that those guys who have been around for a while start filtering out Chandler, Gagey, Poirier. I mean, McGregor's already out of the rankings. They're both ahead of Ferguson, but you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the next big thing. They'll both be top five with Islam coming up. And I think they could both give Islam a good run, at least make it competitive, even though uh, Sokurian was – or uh, Islam was his first loss. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. Well, I think, I think the takeover with those young guys to the older guys is going to be very quick. Um, yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, and then we'll have a new top of the lightweights. But anyway, uh, Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland, our main event of the evening. Two top middleweights. Cannonier coming off a title loss uh, to Israel Adesanya, and Sean Strickland coming off. Um, one of the weirdest uh, choices of strategy against uh, Alex Pereira. Uh, And Sean Strickland said he'd do the same thing again. Got to give it to the guy. He's tenacious. But uh, hmm, Cannoneer, I I think Cannoneer might blast him into into orbit. If he decides, if Sean Strickland decides to trudge forward like he does, I don't see it going well for him. I don't think he can outbox Cannonier. I think Cannonier has way more power. Um, you know, his only two losses in 
when he's fighting at middleweight are to um, Bobby Knuckles and Izzy. So I I think Cannonier gets this one done by KO. Yeah, he he's literally lost to only the best of the literally the best in the division. He's yeah. only lost to. So I I'm gonna take Cannonier too. I think he I think he knocks him out. Um, Sean Strickland's got to be a lot smarter of a fighter than he usually is. Um, his first loss at uh, I I still don't get why didn't you, why did you try to wrestle Pereira? Um, I don't know, but it's just anyway. the you know that you gotta. If you're gonna beat a guy, you want him to go out and beat him in his own thing. You know that's gonna get gonna get people talking about him. But yeah. that's not smart. That's not how you win fights. That's <laughs> not how you win fights. Um, <laughs> all righty. So we got some stuff to talk about from last week, two eighty two. I'm saying this right now, bro. You and I talked a tad, a tad bit about this, but Toporia is the future of this division. I don't care what any of you guys say. This guy is different. Yeah, that was manhandled him. Like, and what, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert compared to the commentators, but what, what irked me was when they're like, oh, Tapori is going into Bryce Mitchell, Mitchell's world. Why is he doing this? I'm like, did you not see his record before UFC? Almost all of his wins were by submission, except for one. This dude, it can grapple with the best of them. And, you know, Bryce Mitchell said he had the flu, like, I, I don't like when fighters come out after and say, oh, this was going on. This was going on. Yeah. I mean, dude, you came in. You made the choice to come in. There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. You could have pulled out, and I would have totally respected your decision. Because yeah. as some, I've never had the flu, but I'm sure it sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, but dude, to, time, it's something that you keep to yourself, you know, at that point, I think. Yeah, but – like Taporia's boxing is really good too. He just needs to stop over swinging on some of these punches. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. so he's so good. Um, yeah. Doc is all right. I want to say this. Oh, shout out to Esmond Shabazi. Congrats on the win. I'm glad you're back at it. But Chris Dawkins needs to move down to 205. Yeah. He cannot compete with these big boys up at heavyweight. Three in a row to Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, and Jarzini Rosenstroy. Yes, they all hit very, very, very hard. But and I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. I asked Chris, yo, have you thought about moving down to 205? He's like, I've thought about it. I'm like, I think it's the time. Yeah, it definitely is. Because that was – he can keep the volume up, but it's just you can't match that power. And power is everything in heavyweight. Like, you get hit with one or two punches and you're out of there, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was 23 seconds. <sighs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> but Raul Rosas Jr. Dude. I said Jay Perrin was going to win. I, I don't think too many people would call me crazy about that, but he dominated him. Yeah, he did. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. To go in and take him down like that, like I thought nerves were going to be a factor. And coming from a wrestling background, if you're any sort of – if you're nerves, you're not shooting a double leg and slamming a guy like that. Like that completely put that away. And then to submit him that quick, like it was – he completely handled him. Uh, great debut. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. And shout out to Rosas for wanting the fast track to the title. My guy. Yeah. But yeah, just go. Sh- shout out to that guy. I mean, I love he he seems like a great dude. Um yeah. damn it, Darren Till. Dude, I was so disappointed. Yeah. He he needs a he, he's taking time off. I'm I'm saying, bro, if he's just disciplined, he can make welterweight easily. Mm-hmm. 
he needs to go back down and uh, do i mean duplessis is a savage i'm not taking any, anything away from him. that dude is really good but duplessis yeah. said he doesn't think he's strong enough and it's just like i it's a discipline issue i think and yeah. he's just I, he's got to find a better camp <laughs> yeah for sure you know coming off of all the stuff that he's been through you got to just take a little bit more time you know regroup yeah even more Ooh, Ponzinibbio came back in this one, man. Third round. He he was almost out of there in the in the second, I think. But dude. I mean, shout out to Morona though for taking this guy on short notice. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That was a good one. Absolutely. All right. We have to talk about this, bro. Oh my gosh. Just uh Jared Gordon won this fight. There 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 is no, there, there's there's no argument there. You can't you can't tell me, Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon did not win this fight. He won at least two rounds. He he arguably won thirty twenty seven, but yeah. the second round is kind of iffy. But the control time was clear in Jared's favor. Absolutely. And and Patty Patty's gonna get blasted if he if if he comes up against even a competent striker. I'm not ser- saying Jared Gordon's bad. That's striking. But if he goes up against someone like Baamondes, dude, he is toast. And I think that's a good next step for Patty Baamondes. I think he's toast. There's and Jared Gordon's not even a great wrestler. Look what he did to Patty. Yeah, that's that's two fights in a row where Patty's getting out wrestled by not great wrestlers. Like it's just I don't see Patty having a future in this division outside of his charisma and personality. You know, and he's just getting the Dana White privilege. You know what I mean? I I hate saying that. I always thought that was kind of a little bit uh, exaggerated. But, like, this fight is no exaggeration, the reaction that came from it. You know, it's it's enough of an outrage by people that there should be steps taken to prevent this happening again. Like, it was was bad. It's pathetic. It was was egregious. Absolutely. Like I, I, I hate criticizing judging personally. It's a tough job, but, yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm not a, too big of a fan of Patty personally. I don't agree with some of the stuff he does, but like, bro, if I can take away my bias and look at a fight objectively and say, Jared Gordon won that handily, I'm not saying it's the worst robbery I've ever seen. Cause it's not, but this was, it, it was egregious. Cause Jared Gordon, my I knew in my mind, Jared Gordon had to finish this dude, yeah, to get the win. It's so disappointing, bro. It is. And you know, it has people questioning the legitimacy of the sport, and like that's just that's sickening when it gets to that point because this is the best sport around, in my opinion. Like it doesn't get better than this. And now you have people thinking like, well, it's rigged for who they want to win. It's like it takes the fun out of a lot of it. You know, you it have does. a little bit of a dark spot here. All right. This one down a bit, really. And then the next fight was just weird. I don't I don't disagree with the draw. I, I really don't. I thought no, Yablohovic won the first three. Magomed Uncle Live won the, the fourth and the fifth, and the fifth was a 10-8, in my opinion. So <laughs> there we go. I mean, there was there was dude, this, this light heavyweight division is an is, is an utter mess. It is. It is. It absolutely is. And, and I love the light heavies. Don't get me wrong, man, but it's dang. That's a lot of work. Uh, and Blahovich was blasting those leg kicks. He he, he took Uncle Ive's legs in the first two rounds, bro. 
But Ankalaev uh, mustered all the power he had and just grappled him. It was I got to give it to him, man. Ankalaev really turned it on, and I, and I could if someone won the fight, I can't even say that because I agree with all the scorecards. It could have been forty-eight, forty-seven Blahovich, forty-eight, forty-seven Ankalaev, and forty-seven, uh, forty-seven, and, and a draw. Those are the only three scorecards that I thought could have happened. So. If you gave the belt to Uncle Ive, I couldn't say no. If you gave it to Blovich, I couldn't say no. It was a draw. It, it really was. So the so the belt stays vacant, and we got Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira. Yeah, which is a toss-up. It, it can be a toss-up, depending on how they fight. You know what I mean? And then depending on if Glover wins, he's getting into the age now. Like, is he going to wait for Yuri to come back to defend it, or is he going to win the belt and then retire and vacate? And then once that vacates, what are you going to do now? You know, I was thinking this earlier, like instead of having Pereira defend his belt for first with Izzy, have him have him bump up and be a double champ, like mix stuff up, you know, but like light heavyweight is just in a complete disarray right now, you know, and, and, and it's like if you look at the the top 15, Yuri's hurt, Magran Jan Blahovich just uh, fought. Rakic is, I don't know when he's coming back. I hope he comes back. I love him. He's awesome. Uh, Krylov, he's not there yet. Craig's not there yet. Anthony Smith, I mean, who's the last uh, top 10 opponent he beat? Uh, he just he just lost to Magomed Uncle Live by uh, leg kicks. Oh, well, he Smith kicked and he broke his leg. Like, he hasn't beaten anybody too significant as of late. Jamal Hill's literally the only answer. Yep, and he beat. And his last one is against Tiago Santos, who's not even in the UFC anymore. Yeah, dude, you, Jamal Hill sends people in orbit, though. Oh my yeah. gosh, that dude, he is he do, he is not built whatsoever, but he is so scary. Like what he did to Johnny Walker, bro. Yeah, shoot, it's it's something, man. It's just... he, he's different. He's all right, we're gonna talk about one more thing. Vittori versus uh uh what's his face? Um oh it's, it's slipping my mind. Uh, oh versus Roma de Lise confirmed for UFC London uh March 16th. That's a fun fight. Uh, I gotta yeah. give it to Delize. That dude is active as hell. Yeah. That's sick. I love that fight. I love it too. And Marvin Vittori, I mean, he's been tearing it up in Thailand. So I'm interested to see how he, uh, how it's going to be for him. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. When's that fight happening? Uh, UFC London, March 16th. So it'll wow. be on the Leon Edwards card. Um, nice. So uh, stuff's happening with that apparently, or that was just like false stuff by wonder boy speculating, but uh, I don't think wonder, I can't see wonder boy speculating. Yeah. He- he was, he was saying something about uh, Usman was having like a hand injury and they were looking at a Masvidal yeah. Edwards and it's just yeah I saw I that know. um oh he's he's fine he was he was wrestling um at Killcliffe so former formerly Sanford but Jarrett that's all I have for, man my man what do you have do you have anything else to say that was a great year great year you know ready to. Uh... Ready for this weekend, you know, celebrate the holidays, eat up, and finish finals out. Uh, I love my first couple episodes with you, man. Looking forward yeah. to the year with you. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so a couple more episodes this year. We're going to review the card. And then we're going to go to year-end review. And then y- y'all got to wait for the beginning of the year because we're going in strong. We, we, we're we going in strong. But anyway, Jarrett, thanks for coming on again, man. It's always a good time. Absolutely. All right, we'll see y'all later.